Thanks for listening to our Prescription for Life podcast. My name is Linda Golick. I'm the health and well-being consultant for Bellin Health. And so in this podcast, we're bringing our Bellin experts to the table and getting some good practical chunks of advice, tips and tricks uh, to live those healthier lives. So today, I am so honored to have with me um, a star registered dietitian here at Bellin Health, Lee Herkus. Lee, welcome. Thank you, Linda. Thank you for having me on. So glad to have you here. So Lee, I I have loved your presentations over the years of what I've seen you. I feel like you have this amazing talent to really speak to people in, in a in a really easygoing kind of way, really helping them explain, just explain things to them in a practical way so that they understand it. Because sometimes I think people really get just kind of overloaded with nutritional information and they they don't know what to believe. So can you tell us a little bit about you know, what what got you here? How did you become a, a dietitian for Bellin? Yeah, so I've been with Bellin just over eight years now. Um, and my journey into dietetics was really through my own lifestyle. So I was once overweight and just kind of unhealthy, I would say. Um, so I really just dove into what I could do lifestyle-wise, and that led me to the path of dietetics and, and exercise. Um, so I've been fortunate enough now to be able to be counseling for Bellin, and, and I really can work with people, whether it's with diabetes, weight loss, sports nutrition. Um, so it's a variety of different clients throughout a week, which I love. So what does that look like, Lee? What, what kind of services do we offer to people um, here at Bellin as, as far as meeting with you and, and those types of things? Yeah. Yeah, so um, what we have a whole group of dietitians, so I'm just one. So if you prefer a female versus a male, that's okay. We do have female dietitians as well. Um, we offer one-on-one appointments, um, so you can feel free to call and schedule those, or online you can schedule as well. Um, we also offer group classes from time to time through our fitness center, um, so you can just call the, fit, the Bell and Fitness Center to find out what we're offering at that time. I also uh, run a weekly, or a weekly, a monthly support group. Uh, for the weight management. So that meets the first Tuesday of every month, which is fun. Um, and then we also have our lifestyle medicine program now, which is taking off, um, which again, that's the whole gamut through nutrition, exercise, uh, c- communicating with others, stress reduction, sleep. Um, so that really does cover every detail when it comes to overall health. Yeah, we're really, this is what I'm loving that Bellin is really taking that approach of, of looking at the whole person and looking at all the dimensions, because there's a lot of things that contribute to our health. Absolutely. Nutrition is just one piece of the puzzle. And although I know it's important, um, and I'm a little bit biased when I say that due to my field, but um, it really takes the whole piece, uh, every piece of the puzzle to make your health. Definitely. Totally agree with you there. So let's um, talk about, so my lifesaver well-being topic for this month, uh, we're really focusing on that pillar of nutrition with lifestyle medicine. And, and we, we have some information as far as superfoods go. So if you go to bellin.org backslash lifesaver, you'll see some of our materials there. But Lee, in your opinion, like how do you define a superfood? What, what, what comes to your mind when I say superfood? So superfood, I mean, I definitely view it as a buzzword. It gets people kind of perked up. And I always find that it comes out around the new year um, because that's when people are interested in nutrition and wellness the most. Um, In my mind, really, a definition would just be any food that's packed with nutrition. And that's mostly a whole food. So minimally processed. It's not going to come in a vitamin or pill. Um, So basically whole foods that are packed with nutrition. That's how I would simply put it. 
Perfect. Yeah. And I love how you talked about the whole foods, right? Because anything that's been through any kind of a process that that isn't as good for you as just that good natural, you could pick it off a tree, you could dig it out of the ground. Those, those are what we're talking about when we say whole foods. Absolutely. And I know that we, we get bombarded with a lot of advertisements for certain supplements and things of that nature. And really, um, when we're talking about superfoods, it really should come from things that e either you can grow at home if you had the resources or raise at home if you had the resources to raise like livestock, things of that nature. Um, so that's how I kind of view a, what a whole food is. It's something you could raise if you had the means to at home. Perfect. Perfect. I always think too about that whole, and people have probably heard this before, but staying on the exterior of the grocery store, you know, that's where a lot of our better options are, are located. Yeah, ab absolutely. That's where a lot of your produce is found, your whole meats, um, dairy products, things of that nature, eggs. Um, the only section that I always joke about is the bakery also falls into that area as well. Oh, that's so right. <laughs> we do have to be cautious there. That's not as quite in the whole food category, but it does fall on the outside of the store. <laughs> but I always joke about that, that there's certain things we still have to be choosy on in that outside perimeter. That's a very good point, Lee, because croissants don't cut it. That, that's not a whole food. As tasty as it is, that's not a whole food. Correct, correct. So what do you think, Lee, what's the biggest myth about food and, and where people think about it and how important it is? What do you think is the biggest myth out there? Well, I would say one of them is, is thinking that there is only like one superfood, that it's going right. to cure everything. Uh, I find that we often want to find that one thing that's just going to be the cure-all. And I'm, I'm just going to tell you, it's not there because it just doesn't exist. Um, really, our, our our nutrition, it should be built around a variety of different whole nutrient dense foods. Um, so when we spend the time trying to find just that one food item that's going to cure everything, it takes our mind off of what we should be focusing on, which is like food variety, um, trying to pick out many different nutrient dense foods and figuring out how we can fit them into our meal plan throughout a week. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that because I think, you know, part of what keeps us satisfied physically and also emotionally is having that variety of food and, and doing different things because otherwise we get bored and we get kind of stuck in a rut like, oh, I eat the same thing all the time and I just cannot take one more turkey sandwich. <laughs> and I, I totally agree. I see that with clients weekly that they try to go on these really strict elimination type meal plans that are just narrowed down to like 10 foods or less. And yeah, you can do that for a month or so maybe, um, but it really is going to get monotonous after that. And, and probably for your long-term health, you're probably not, you're actually probably hurting your long-term health rather than gaining anything from that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So then, Lee, what, what's your advice as far as people really bringing these foods in? You know, where do people start if they, they, they want to incorporate more nutrient-dense whole foods into their, into their eating every day? They don't know how to do it. Where, where do they begin? So I would say the biggest thing, so kind of some of the ones that I consider like more the nutrient-dense or some of my superfoods that I guess I would bring in more frequently are number one is beans, in my opinion. Um, so whether it's lentils, black beans, kidney beans, um, anything in that variety. Um, so I guess some easy ways to incorporate those would be soups and chilies at this time of the year, since it's a little bit colder, mm -hmm. um, might be the way to go. 
if you're somebody trying to reduce your meat consumption, you can try to start cutting some of your meat with beans even when you cook it. So like taco meats, throwing some beans into that. Um, burrito bowls can be another good way to incorporate beans throughout a week. Um, and then even just tossing them onto salads, like chickpeas go pretty well onto a salad. Um, so just trying to think outside the box a bit when you're working with some foods that you might not have before. Nice, I like that because I think that is kind of a, it, it's a food group that we don't always hear a lot about, but there is a lot of protein and a lot of fiber, very nutritious, satisfying food and very low cost as well. So, you know, we're seeing really a lot of price increase in our food right now and particularly in proteins. And if you can, you know, introduce some of those beans and legumes that, that can also really help your budget. Yeah, there, I would say that's, especially in this day and age with the food costs, I think that can help cut your food costs quite a bit. And even your medical costs, in my opinion, long-term, because there's tons of studies now showing that heart disease goes down, diabetes risk goes down, cancer risk is decreased. Um, so I think beans are just one of those superfoods that really are underappreciated at times, but I'm hoping that they start to gain popularity as the time goes on. One area that I see a lot of um, where people just need help and assistance and ideas is like snacks and, and <laughs> particularly snacks for kids, because there's so much out there that's marketed to children that is so high in sugar and high fructose corn syrup and terrible colors and all these things. And uh, what, what are your recommendations on like healthier snacks for kids? Yeah, I, I think in that area, I mean, if you can go to produce first, that would definitely be my starting point. So fruits are sometimes easier for kids to accept than vegetables right away. Um, and that's okay. I think as long as you're still in the produce category, you're doing quite well for your, for your child or for your family. Um, so sometimes though, it's making them fun. So like actually making like creatures out of the fruits. So if you go on Pinterest, I know that's a lot of people's favorite site to find different ways to make fruits appealing. Um, so you can make little animals out of fruits um, or even doing like a fruit salad. Sometimes that can be fun to cut up different types of fruits together and um, just make kind of a toss salad out of it. Um, smoothies too. I think that's another kind of nice one to throw into the mix as even a small snack would be a smoothie of some type. Love that. Love that. And I think, too, Lee, would you agree that it's so much about exposure? It's so much about exposing kids to things, like showing them different things, letting them try things a multitude of time to get them kind of used to those flavors? Oh, absolutely. I think kids, their taste buds are so, like, evolving over the course of their childhood is that just because they don't like something one week doesn't mean they might not like it a week or two from now. Um, but as a parent, I know it can get frustrating when you're trying to throw it, when you're putting foods out and the, the child's not wanting it. Um, so don't make it a power struggle, but don't be afraid to try out that food at another time or in another form. So maybe you try it in a different type of a recipe. Like if the child doesn't like it raw, maybe you try it in a stir fry that's mixed into other things. Um, and that's where smoothies too can be a nice way to, to incorporate some of these flavors, but in a more mild manner, basically. Absolutely. Perfect. Well, Lee, that is just so much great information today. Um, where else can people go for, for more information or to get help um, in, in the nutrition category? Yeah, well, I mean, definitely reaching out to Bellin and setting up an appointment with one of our dietitians. I think that's a very good stop um, to start with. 
Um, eatright.org is another great website if you're just looking for some information. Um, and if you really like to know about like vitamins, minerals, things of that nature, um, the Linus Pauling Institute is awesome if you're more into the research area or if you just like to dive into certain nutrients and really figure out what they're doing to our body um, health-wise. Great, great. Well, thank you for all of that. Lee, I can't thank you enough for being with us today. We always love hearing from you and getting some fresh ideas on, on ways we can eat better and, and take better care of ourselves. So thanks so much for being with us today. Thanks for having me, Linda. And thanks to all of our listeners for being with us today. Uh, please subscribe, like, or share this podcast, and uh, we'll see you soon. Thanks so much.